This is the Ordello Training Podcast, episode number 60. Welcome to the Ardella Training Podcast, the podcast dedicated to forging athletic bodies around the world. ArdellaTraining.com is the no BS authority in kettlebell and barbell training for today's athlete, coach, and fitness enthusiast. Get strong, build muscle, and forge an athletic body with your host, the scientist of strength, Scott Ardella. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Scott, and thanks for joining me for this week's episode of the Ardella Training Podcast. In this session, I have Andy Baker. He's the co-author of the third edition of Practical Programming. That's the latest uh, book from author Mark Ripito, barbell training expert, and uh, Andy co-authored this book with Mark, and you're going to hear all about the book, and you're going to hear all about Andy's simple training approach in this session. Now, the book is fantastic. I have it, and the third edition is completely redone, and there's a ton of programming in the book. Again, you're going to hear and learn about the book in this session, but I can tell you it's for the beginner through the advanced. Again, programming for all levels, so a really, really good book and a really good strength training resource, as all of Mark's books are really, really content-rich. Now, before we get started, as always, if you like the show, please be sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes or Stitcher. And also, if you could, drop in a quick review as the reviews really, really help to grow the show. As I always mention, it's very easy to do. It'll take only a minute of your time, and it really helps to grow the show. All right, as I record this, I guess I should mention here that I'm just coming off my first powerlifting meet, and it was a fantastic experience. Um, I'm hoping that this is going to be the start of many, uh, competitions in the next several years. And, uh, it was just, it's great to get back to the competitive environment for for me personally. It's been many years since I've competed. Again, if you've never heard the show before, I spent six years, many years ago competing as a competitive bodybuilder. And, uh, now I've moved into the performance side of things as opposed to the aesthetics and uh, I, I really love the the strength and performance side of, of training. And I have my goals are completely different today than they were many years ago. But uh, this this experience this weekend was really really fantastic. I won't talk about all the details because I actually wrote a full article about the whole day and what that experience was like. By the time you hear this, that article may already be published. But if it's not, uh, definitely look for it at ArdellaTraining.com. And I talk about the uh, kind of the mindset of that day going into my first powerlifting meet. But really, really a fantastic experience and a building block. And I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, moving forward in the journey of strength and uh, so many more um, goals and, and things that I have planned over the next uh, many, many years to come. So it's just really exciting to get the, the first powerlifting meet under my belt. It was really, really fantastic. So anyway, I, I could keep going on about that. It was uh, <laughs> an amazing experience. But um, again, I wrote a lot about it in the article, so look for that article. Let me tell you about Andy here before we dive into the interview. So Andy Baker, he has been around in strength and conditioning for about a decade as a strength and conditioning coach, personal trainer, 
and also uh, a background as a competitive power lifter. You can hear about that in the session. Andy has owned and operated Kingwood Strength and Conditioning, which is located about 30 miles north of Houston, Texas. Andy's clients have included elite level NCAA athletes looking for peak performance and also adults in their 70s and 80s looking to Uh, prevent the effects of aging. And you're going to hear about one of those clients that Andy has in this session. Really an amazing story. Now, as I've mentioned, Andy is the co-author of the latest edition, the third edition of Practical Programming, in which he teamed up with veteran coach and author Mark Ripito. Now, if you've read any of Mark Ripito's books, you know that they are really, really comprehensive. They're manuals, they're content rich, just a ton of information in, in Mark's books around barbell training, proper technique and programming. And the third edition is really outstanding. I have it. It's been completely revamped. And again, you'll hear about that in the session. Uh, finally, let me tell you about uh, Andy's competitive background here. In July 2010, Andy competed in the NASA Grand Nationals, winning the unequipped 198-pound weight class. His first place performance included a 530-pound squat, a 380-pound bench press, and a 565-pound deadlift. So with that, let me bring you this uh, great interview with strength coach and author Andy Baker. All right, joining me right now is strength coach and author, Andy Baker of BakerStrengthCoaching.com. Andy, it's great to have you here. We appreciate your time, and I'm sure this will be a very valuable session for listeners. So with that, let's uh, jump right into the questions. So for the listeners that don't know Andy Baker, I wonder if you could tell us about yourself, uh, your background as a coach, and also a competitive athlete. Well, um, I, I definitely would hang my hat more on my coaching than my, uh, than my own athletic accomplishments. Um, I have done a little bit of competitive powerlifting. Uh, actually, I have not competed since July of 2010, and that was at the uh, NASA Grand Nationals um, here in Houston. And um, I did, did win that meet. I won the 198-pound uh, the, the unequipped division um, in the full powerlifting meet. And that was the last one I've done. And uh, kind of since then, um, you know, basically the coaching and the running the gym here yeah. in Houston has taken up all of my time. So I've, I've focused much more my efforts here um, on the coaching aspect. So Excellent. I've, got a, uh, I've got a gym here in, in, uh, in Kingwood. It's Kingwood Strength and Conditioning, which is just north of Houston, about 30 minutes north of, uh, of Houston. And it's just a uh, private, a little small private barbell-based uh, strength training facility. So excellent. That's, uh, that's where most of the time is spent these days. Can you talk about some of the people that you work with, just to give listeners a background? Um, is it more athletes or more general population and kind you know, of the we've age? Got, you know, because because we emphasize, you know, we emphasize strength so much, and it, it's such a kind of a broad fundamental need. Uh, for so many people, we've got a pretty wide range of clientele uh, that we work with. Um, you know, right now, my oldest client's 82 years old, you know, and she comes in here and we squat and we deadlift and we press and we do all those all those other things. And at the same time, you know, during the during the summer, especially here coming up, um, you know, I'll be working with a lot of uh, a lot of the high school and collegiate athletes here local uh, to the area and, and basically doing the same thing, you know, uh, building a foundation of strength 
uh, with the barbell exercises. So we've worked with, um, you know, athletes from all different sports, uh, you know, football, baseball, um, a lot of swimmers, actually, um, a lot of endurance athletes from, you know, triathlon, Ironman, that sort of thing. Um, uh, even uh, the MMA scene is pretty big here in Houston. So we've done some work with uh, some of the uh, MMA mixed martial arts guys, too. So yeah. that's always a lot of fun. So pretty broad uh, and diverse population that you work with from yeah, a- it's, athletes. It's to... fun for me, too. So yeah. I never get bored. Definitely. Definitely. How's the 82 year old uh, female doing? Uh, how's her progressions with the barbell? That's pretty amazing. Yeah, she's doing awesome. Um, you know, she's got some, uh, she's got some mobility limitations just from, you know, several decades of kind of neglect, but, um, the one exercise she does uh, really well on actually is, um, is the deadlift. She's uh she's a great deadlifter and that's, that's, uh, it's helped her a lot, you know, just strengthening the, the whole lower body, the back and even the grip. Um, when she started out, I think I started her off. We just had, we just did like a 15 pound kettlebell. Um, and I actually had to raise the kettlebell up off the ground a little bit because she couldn't actually get down to reach it on the floor. Right. So we started off, you know, with the 15 pound kettlebell and then I just, I, I worked it down to the floor until she could, you know, she could do about five reps. And then, you know, we, we built up using the kettlebell deadlift over a few months until I, I got her up to around 55 pounds. And then we switched over to a barbell. And uh, just the other day, she did uh, she did a 105 pound deadlift for a set of five. Wow, nice! For me. Yeah, it's, it's pretty That's awesome. Great. She was in a walker when she started here. Oh my gosh! She had to use a walker, you know, to to get across a parking lot or anything like that. And now she's um, she's she's doing it all on her own now. That's fantastic. Yep. So that's a great example of improving strength and translating the function, improved right. mobility, yeah. and, and yeah, and, and changing somebody's life, you know, yeah. by giving them their strength back. It's, it's pretty rewarding. Awesome. So obviously your approach, your philosophy of training is kind of having the, the foundation of strength. I, I like to ask this question, but why is strength so important and why should it be so foundational in our training? Well, I mean, strength is what moves our body. So, you know, if, if we want to move, whether it's just in our daily life or if we're in, you know, high level competitive athletics, you know, strength is going to be, you know, it's what moves our skeleton, you know, and if we're going to interact with our external environment, if we're going to grab a bar or, you know, run on a track or, you know, throw a shot put or or do whatever, grab a baseball bat or a golf club. Now that, that external element has become part of our, part of that system, part of our skeleton and our muscles manipulate that just like, you know, they do the rest of our body. So doing that harder, doing it with more force, doing it faster, um, that's, that's what strength does. And you, you can't really do anything else until you're strong. You can't get faster without strength. You can't jump higher. You know, you can't, uh, you can't produce more force. Right. That makes, um, perfect sense to me. And it's, it's really funny that you say that, um, because I had an interview recently with, uh, Dr. Fred Hatfield and he said the same thing about strength. So yeah, and he's, he's definitely a guy who knows. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you work with any endurance athletes? And I'm curious, do you have any resistance with um, establishing a, a foundation of strength or, um, you know, yes. getting the endurance athletes to buy into the importance of strength training? Yes. And I'll be honest with you. A lot of endurance athletes can be a very hard headed bunch to work with. So, but if yes. you can get through to them, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. And you know what I always 
say, you know, endurance and a lot of endurance sports, you look at you and I work with a lot of swimmers, uh, probably more than anything, but any, any type of, you know, competitive endurance sport, like, you know, long distance swimming, running, cycling, you're basically just, you know, repeating a very similar movement pattern over and over and over again. So the question I always pose to them is, do you want to repeat that movement pattern over and over again with more force or with less force? And I mean, hundred percent of the time they'll say more force and I'll say, well, <laughs> right, more right. force that the definition of that is more strength yes. and you, you get stronger by coming in here and, and lifting heavy. And it, it, I get it. It's kind of counterintuitive to a lot of people where, you know, well, I just want to run faster. How does coming in here and, you know, straining against a really heavy load on a squat, how does that make me faster? Um, but kind of once you understand the mechanisms behind it, you're, you're, you're changing your metabolic machinery, right? You know, you're changing the way that your body operates. So, and, um, you know, the, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm big and I'm big into analogies with people. I love, I love kind of <laughs> anecdotes and, and yeah. analogies. And, and when, especially when I'm talking to, you know, a competitive athlete that's, that's trying to get faster, not necessarily just endurance, but someone who's trying to improve, like their say their sprinting speed or something like that, whether it's a cyclist or a runner or a swimmer, someone who's trying to in, improve in that regard. Yes. You know, it's all about horsepower. And the best analogy is like with drag racing, you know, it's, it's the car with more horsepower wins, you know, it's like the, the, the Dodge Viper is always going to beat the Toyota Corolla. Yeah. You know, and you can you can do all the little tweaks and everything that you want to that Toyota Corolla. You can put racing tires on it and you can, you know, put a new spoiler on it and bore out the cylinders and all this type of stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's the one with the more horsepower that's going to win. And and human speed is basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great analogy. And, uh, you know, I've had this discussion before and it it always comes down to if you have two athletes that are equal and the, the stronger athlete will win every time. Every time. Yeah. Every so, time. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So we talked a little bit about uh, movement and mobility. So how do you assess that in the people you work with? Uh, everybody that comes into me, the very first thing that I do is I teach them how to squat. And the squat is a very good indicator of somebody's strength, but it's also a very good indicator of their mobility and flexibility. Um, if you can get down into a slightly below parallel squat and hold up with the perfect mechanics, you've, you've got, you've, that person is going to have pretty decent mobility. Um, you know, and that's going to carry over to, you know, most other athletic movements. Um, if somebody can't say on, uh, you know, on, on a squat, if somebody can't get down into in just a, a basic body weight squat, just below parallel and hold that position, um, sometimes it can be a mobility issue. I think with a lot of times, I think that inability to do that is really more of a lack of strength than it is a lack of mobility. Um, I, I definitely see that with, with my older clients, you know, they say, well, I, I can't squat down all the way. I'm just not flexible enough. And I said, well, you're actually just not strong enough. Right. Um, you're flexible enough. It's just, if you got down there, you couldn't get back up. Right. Um, right. and that's, so the, the squat is a very good, it's a very good indicator, like I said, of strength, of mobility, of also of somebody's coachability. Um, I can tell how, you know, how hardheaded they are or, or how coachable they are. Um, and then the second movement that I generally always do with somebody, uh, in that same workout is going to be a, a standing overhead press. And that generally serves as a pretty good indicator of their mobility around their shoulder girdle. If someone can achieve um, proper lockout in an overhead press the way that we teach it, um, they're generally not going to have any mobility issues 
um, you know, in the upper body. So the squat and the press, both of those are, are, are pretty good assessments. I, I'm not a big believer in, in formal, uh, you know, movement screen analysis and all that kind of stuff. They, I generally get what I need to know just from coaching those two lifts. Okay. And will you assess that with, um, just like a dowel rod or, um, you know, when somebody comes in, I have a pretty good, you know, I have a pretty good idea of where they're going to be. You know, if it's a, you know, if it's an 18 year old high school kid, I I know he's going to be able to, you know, probably use a 45 pound barbell. If if it's a, you know, 65 year old frail woman, you know, it might be a, you know, I've got, I've got bars as light as 15 pounds. Um, you know, so most people can, uh, do a little bit of work, you know, with, with that light of a weight, you know, if not, then, you know, um, something a little bit lighter if, if we have to. Do you think there's a little bit of a, a stigma maybe with the barbell, with barbell training, someone that's uh, coming to you, a new client, especially an older client, is there maybe a, a perception that they might have about uh, barbell training? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I definitely with the older crowd, I think there's definitely an, an intimidation factor. Um, you know, there, you say we're going to, a lot of them don't even know what it is, but you know, just if they see somebody else in the gym doing squats or deadlifts or whatever they think, Oh, that's, that's a movement for a competitive power lifter or right. bodybuilder or something like that. And it's, right. you know, it's a deadlift. You're just picking up weight off the ground, you yeah. know, and that's a fundamental human activity. Um, you need to be able to pick stuff off the ground and the barbell, what it does is it allows us to do it with the right mechanics. And then it allows us to load it in a very incremental way. So, um, yeah, if, once you get them in here and you take them through the first couple workouts, um, right. most people are, are, are pretty well sold on it. They, okay. they, they, they tend to get it, but yeah, there's, there's definitely some resistance in, in getting people into it. Sure. But once they get into it, then they kind of, they understand it, they experience it. And it's, that's a whole different thing. So. Right. And it's, it can be very empowering too. I was talking about my older client, um, yeah. you know, um, the lady that's in, that's in her eighties and, you know, I've got a lot of clients in their seventies as well. It's, um, you know, they get hooked on it, uh, psychologically as well. It's, I think it's very empowering for them to, to see themselves, you know, picking up the heavy weight off the floor or doing the squats and, and, you know, um, maybe they were thinking, you know, that that type of activity was done for them you know, and then they're able to kind of regain the ability to do it. And a lot of them like it for, for that reason as well. Right. How about your, uh, your programming approach? What, uh, how would you describe your programming approach? As simple as we can possibly make it. Um, so I'm a big believer that, um, overcomplicating the process derails a lot of people. Yeah. Um, a lot of people get kind of paralysis by analysis because there's so much information out there and so many things to do. So the more stuff we can just weed out and the more basic we can get, um, you know, I'm likely to take, take that approach. I always tell people if we could get stronger just by coming in here, if we could just squat bench and deadlift for a set of one, you know, every day, if, if that worked forever, that's what we would do. You know, that's, that's, that's the most direct approach possible to getting strength. Now, typically that's not going to work, you know, over the long term. it's a little more complex than that, but, um, you know, the least amount of exercises we can do, um, and just as, as simple as, as possible. Right. So not overcomplicating things, keeping it simple and keeping it really built around the fundamentals. That's yeah. And really just understanding key. what the basic fundamental movements are, you yeah. know, I mean, there's yeah. how many other leg exercises are there other than a squat? I mean, right. right. Dozens, you know, but none of them are really as good as a squat. You know, yeah. um, you know, you look at for the upper body, you got bench presses, overhead presses, chin ups, 
you know, dips, things like that, that are really, I mean, there's other things you can do cable crossovers and, you know, things like uh, they're just, they're just not as good. So, um, spend more time doing the things that have the most bang for their buck. Right. Now this might be hard to do on a podcast, but I'm wondering if you can offer a little bit of advice on, uh, maybe a deadlift tip and a, a squat tip. Well, the main thing is for, you mean from a programming standpoint or just from, a uh, well, no, actually from a kind of a technique. So people that uh, come to you, I'm sure once they get into training, they want to get stronger. So I guess maybe the tip would be around what would be advice for increasing strength with well, the squat the main, or the deadlift. The main thing is just understanding the kind of the physics of how the lift works in a very, without going into, you know, the math part of it, whichever, which is going to scare everybody away, <laughs> just understanding that there's a relationship both on the, the squat and the deadlift, a relationship between the barbell and the center of your foot and understanding that that alignment has to stay in place for the movement to really work well. Um, and where you, so for instance, on a squat, um, where you place the barbell on your back matters. Um, because that changes the relationship of the bar relative to the midfoot. And so that's going to change the, the angle of your back. So another, you have a high bar squat where somebody, you know, basically squats with the bar right on top of their traps, right at the base of their neck. That's going to produce a much more upright torso because that's going to, that, that upright torso is what's going to keep the barbell aligned over the midfoot. Right. If you do a low bar squat like we teach where the, the, the bar is, you know, really just below the traps, well, to keep the bar aligned over the midfoot, that's going to produce a much more horizontal back angle or a little bit more what we just call a forward lean. Yes. So if you kind of understand that, you can look at b both of those styles of squat are correct for what they're trying to do, um, you know, but just kind of understanding the difference of why you're doing what you're doing and where you're trying to get the bar. Okay. Now, do you find that most people have a, a difficulty with a low bar position? Um, not if they're shown how to do it right. I mean, some of my older clients, they've got some, you know, range of motion issues, maybe that are, that's not, you know, if they've got some severe arthritis or they've had surgically repaired rotators or something like that, that, that really is, is a barrier sure, uh, sure. to them getting the, getting the bar there. Um, yeah, but, you know, typically if somebody's got healthy shoulders, then, you know, we can teach almost anybody getting the low bar squat, which is the squat that we prefer, prefer because it works more muscle mass than the high bar does. Uh, okay. So before we talk about the practical programming, I wonder if uh, you have seen some big mistakes, maybe, maybe the biggest mistakes that uh, people make in barbell training and how to correct those mistakes. I would say the number one mistake is just not understanding how to do the lifts. Um, kind of the analogy again the i'll go back to an analogy but a lot of people don't put enough emphasis on actually learning how to do a squat learning how to do a deadlift you know or even simpler lifts like a bench press or an overhead press um there there's a right way and a wrong way to do these things and if you're doing them wrong no matter what type of program you're on you're going to find yourself keep getting stuck or or worse keep getting injured because you don't know how to do the lifts and the, the analogy that i always like to use is is kind of um, you know, if you want to take a long road trip across country in your car, um, that's, that's kind of the program, right? We want to go from point A to point B. I want to go from a hundred pound, uh, you know, bench press to a 300 pound bench press. That's, that's the road trip. But before you take that road trip, you got to learn how to operate the car, right? You got to right. know how to move it from park to drive and operate the braking system and, 
you know, that, that sort of thing. And that's, that's kind of the analogy that I use for, for actually learning how to do the lifts. And I think people rush through that process and they don't actually learn how to do the lifts before they start, you know, kind of taking off on the, um, on the programming journey. Okay. So the, the, um, mistake is really not getting proper coaching. Yeah. And I think people don't want to invest in proper coaching. They, they, there's, you, you've got to learn how to do the, you know, people are going to, you're going to spend a lot of time doing this stuff. You're going to spend a lot of time you're going to invest a lot of time, uh, you know, in the squat rack under the bar. So, but yet there's a, a lot of people, they're hesitant to invest, you know, a couple of training sessions with a, with a good coach learning how to do it right. And I've never understood that, but you know, it's, I guess it just is the way that it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just learn how to do the lifts. It, it, a good coach can show you how to squat in a training session or two right. and then you're set, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, that's something I talk a, a lot about on the podcast here is, uh, getting quality coaching and making that investment in yourself to learn how to do, um, the things the right way, you know, whether it's kettlebell, barbell, whatever training method it is. So exactly. And then, you know, other, other than that, you know, the, the other biggest mistake, kind of the, um, you know, the less, the less technical mistake, I guess that people make is just not having real clarified, um, goals or not, you know, they, they don't know where, what the purpose of their training is, you know, are you just, are you training to get stronger? Well, that, I mean, that's fine. I'm definitely all supportive of that, but what lifts, Yes. You know, that's, that's why competition is so good because it focuses your training. You yes. know, if you're, if you're going to compete in powerlifting, okay, all of my training now is geared towards squat bench deadlift. You know, if I want to compete in Olympic weightlifting, you know, now all my training is geared towards, you know, snatch and clean and jerk and, you know, having, having some kind of, um, you know, some kind of direction like that in your training is, is going to, that right there is going to improve it, you know, a hundred percent. And I would always encourage people, you know, either sign up for a local powerlifting meet, even if you don't care, you know, necessarily if you're not trying to win it or set any records or whatever, just sign up for a local powerlifting meet just so you can give your training some kind of direction, Yeah, you know, or if not, you know, set little meets for yourself, you know, in in your home gym or at your gym, you know, set a date, say, you know, 12 weeks from now, I'm going to test on these two lifts. And the, the lifts I always like to use for people is like the press and the deadlift the standing, the standing overhead press and the deadlift, because you can do those by yourself. Yeah. Uh, It's a little safer maybe than, you know, if you're, if you're a guy that, you know, trains at night in your garage or whatever, Yeah. uh, you know, you can bail out. Whereas, you know, maybe, uh, you know, the, the squat or the, uh, the bench press, you know, you wind up getting pinned, but you know, to say, I'm going to, I'm going to gear my training towards seeing how strong I can get my standing overhead press and my deadlift and, and, you know, test, test it every 12 weeks. And now, now your training has some direction, uh, and, and that'll get you stronger. Yep. I totally agree. I wrote a recent article about, um, how we can bring out our best. And the, the point of the article was to compete, find a competition because when you compete, that just makes you very focused towards yeah. something. Yeah. And I don't know, uh, Jim Wendler, who's a, who's a guy, I, I love all his stuff. And he says, yeah. he always says that it's about conditioning. He's like, you know, everybody complains, Oh, I'm too fat. I'm too out of shape. I, you know, I can't get motivated or whatever. He goes, he always says, go, go sign up for a local cage fight. You know, go, go. Sign. He says, that'll get cage your fight. ass in shape. Right. You know, right. You'll train. Cause there'll be some consequence if you don't. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, there's a lot of power to that. You know, sign up if you're, if you're fat and out of shape, sign up for a 5k, right. you know, if you're not right. a runner, at least cause nobody wants to show up completely unprepared. Yeah. Yeah. And as we do this, um, podcast, actually I have my first powerlifting meet, uh, in about a week. So oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really Very excited cool. about it. 
All right. So let's talk about Practical Programming, the third edition. So how did it come about? How did you end up uh, partnering with Mark Ripito to write this uh, new edition? Well, um, as with everything with Mark, it was a very direct conversation. Um, <laughs> he called me up. Yeah. And um, if you know Rip, you'll understand that 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 comment. But he um, he called me up out of the blue and he goes, well, it's time that practical programming gets a rewrite. He says, we've we've learned enough. And uh, he says, I want you to do it with me. He says, we want some programs in there. He says, we want some more specifics and I want you to do it for me. And to be honest, I was kind of floored because Mark yeah. is a guy I've always looked up to. You know, I, I kind of started out as, you know, a, a, just a fan of his writing and a fan of his work. Yeah. And, you know, just through the power of the Internet, kind of got to know him and, you know, met him a few times. And um, I've been up to Wichita Falls several times and done that and done some coaching with him, coached at his seminars and that sort of thing. And then, you know, I was just there's a lot of people he could have chose. And the fact that he chose me, I mean, I was baffled and humbled and yeah. excited all at the same time. That's fantastic. So, yeah, it was very cool. So the third edition, can you talk about how that's different from the previous editions? Well, it's a complete rewrite. Um, there's just a lot more, you know, since he wrote the the first and second edition, I mean, we've just put a lot more of this stuff into practice with people. Yeah. Um, you know, guys like myself and, you know, dozens of other coaches around the country, we've been implementing this with more people and, um, you know, the more the more you implement this stuff, the more the more you learn and the more things change. And, um, you know, the, the main, the main difference between it is n nothing fundamental has changed. Um, it's just, it's more the level of detail. Yeah. Um, there are so many detailed programs in this new book. It's, it's mind boggling. Um, I know because I wrote them, but you know, that, that was one of the complaints about the other editions was there was a lot of kind of conceptual theory behind it. There just wasn't a lot of, okay, I want to do this now. Where's the, kind of the, where's kind of the exact sets reps, um, you know, what exercises do I do on what day? And so we, we provided that in this one to give people just a, a little bit more detail of how to actually lay something out for themselves. Right. Yeah. I have the book by the way, and it's, it's uh, totally fantastic. It's a uh, very, very content rich as is, as are all the books from, uh, Mark Ripito. And who would you say should get this book? And, um, well, it's, it's primarily built around programming, but I wonder if you could talk about some of the other key concepts or applications that are important about this book. I think the, the, main, the, the main difference between this book and some of the other ones is that it, it literally covers the journey from the, the day that I first pick up a set of weights and I have no idea what to do to I'm an elite competitive you know, strength athlete. And every kind of everything in between and how that journey evolves, you know, how, how does that evolution take place and that progression from a novice lifter to an intermediate, you know, to an advanced to to an elite. I think a lot of the other programming books are kind of just more snapshots. Right. Um, and quite frankly, a lot of the old a lot of the old texts are, are more advanced materials and uh, a lot of people confuse advanced with better. You know, but if you're a if you're a brand new lifter or a guy that's maybe only been training a couple of years, you don't need to do, you know, a Russian Olympic weightlifting program. Right. You know, <laughs> um, that's a that's a, a less direct route for you to get stronger. And this book really explains kind of the differences. You know, it's you know, a novice can peak every two or three days on his strength, whereas an elite athlete can maybe only peak once or twice a year. Right. Um, right. And kind of understanding how that works, you know, in, in intermediate where a lot of us fall, you know, maybe we can produce a peak once a week. 
you know, something like that. And kind of so understanding that progression and, and how your training should evolve and then maybe getting a good idea of where you are at as an individual. And I, I would venture to say most people are novices if they haven't done a really, um, you know, even if you've been training for a long time, if you've never done a, uh, you know, a really dedicated, serious barbell program, you're probably a novice. And that's where you should start at. And then this 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 book kind of serves as a blueprint to kind of guide you through, um, you know, how you should evolve your training for for a wide variety of goals. I mean, all based around strength, but it's not just for competitive lifters. I mean, we've got stuff in there for competitive power lifters, competitive weightlifters, but we've also got stuff in there for just, you know, a guy like me who's in his mid thirties and has a mortgage and two kids and a job and just wants to get stronger. Yeah. You know, I'm not necessarily looking to rewrite the the record books. I just want to get stronger, but I still need some direction in my training. Right. Right. And so it's, it's got a little bit for everybody in there. Absolutely. Yeah. the, The programming, like you said, so who it's for, it is for anyone that's starting out and then all the way through advance. And I would say that this book along with starting strength, so starting strength is, is the technical aspects of the right. lifts. And then this is the, the programming part. So those yeah. two are really essential in my opinion for barbell I tell training. everybody that if you get, if you got practical programming third edition and you got starting strength, basic barbell training, and you read each of those books yeah. through and understood and digested the material, you would know more than 99% of every trainer or fitness guy or, you know, strength and conditioning coach in the industry. Right. Um, right. It just, it really brings everything, um, you know, kind of, uh, it, it puts everything in perspective and you have a very broad picture of what, uh, of kind of how all this stuff works. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. And again, because both of the books are really, really comprehensive. I mean, right. they're, they're not light reads at all. I mean, I've actually been reading the third edition now for, for a while and it's, you know, I'm still chipping away at it cause it's a lot of content in there, but it's, uh, yeah. it's fantastic. And Mark, Mark is so, Mark is so unusual in that he, he will tell, you know, at every one of his seminars that he does. And, you know, he's told me this multiple times in that he said, I don't want anything that I write to be my opinion. And that's different from a lot of other people in the industry. He says, I want everything that I'm saying to be backed up by science. And he has a science background. Yeah. And he's the thing about Mark is a lot of people that meet him might think, uh, you know, the, that he has an ego or, or that sort of thing. But in a way, he doesn't because he's brought in people that are smarter than he is in certain areas and, have, and has said, is what I'm saying true? You know, he, for when he, when he <laughs> talks about mechanics, right. um, you know, for the squat or the deadlift – He's got an engineer, a guy named Steve Hill, that that's also a great coach. Um, that's that that's a mechanical engineer, and he says, "Is what I'm saying? Does this work? Does 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 physics back up what I'm saying?" Um, so it's not just him saying, "Well, I prefer the low bar over the high bar because that's the way I did it, and that's the way my coach told me to do it." It's he he wants science to back up what he's saying. You know, when he's talking about uh, you know anatomy and physiology and these sort of things, you know, he brings in people that are that are in that field right. you know and he said you know correct me if i'm wrong you know i want this stuff to make sense and so the level of thought and analysis that have gone into both of the books is i don't know of anything else like it in the industry yeah no i, I agree and i remember when i read starting strength um so my background is physical therapy so reading that you know and reading how he was talking about biomechanics and anatomy um human physiology i mean it it obviously resonated with me and i really appreciated the level of detail that he got into 
um, in the book. I mean, um, really, really fantastic book. I always recommend starting strength for anyone that uh, is involved in barbell training without a doubt. Yeah. That's, that's the Bible of, of, of strength training. Yep. I wonder if you can give an example of a specific uh, program from practical programming, maybe just kind of talk about it, kind of a, a big picture overview of, of what a program would look like. Well, there's a bunch, um, you know, the, the novice program that's in starting strength is also in practical programming. And we expanded that, uh, quite a bit. We did a lot of, um, a lot of the expansion on it was adapting that model, just the basic novice program, um, for older trainees, because a lot of people that are following this are, you know, forties, fifties, sixties on up. And there's some, we made some modifications, um, that will help them. And then, I, I, the most amount of expansion has gone into uh, the intermediate programming uh, section. And that's just because, you know, a lot of people now that the, that starting strength has been out for a while have, have gone through the novice progression and they're into kind of the intermediate level status. And so there's a huge sample size of people that are out there doing this stuff. So it's generated a lot of questions. And um, we, we really expanded on uh, one of the more popular programs that came out of the, the first editions of practical programming was what we call the Texas method. Yes. And the Texas method um, is a very effective way to train. It's a very hard way to train, but it's generally the first um, it's kind of generally the first iteration of intermediate level programming uh, that we do. And the, the Texas method, if you look at it on paper, it doesn't look all that much different than the novice program. I mean, it's the same exercises it's squats, deadlifts, power cleans, bench presses, overhead presses, maybe the power snatch we add in at this point. So, you know, and that's kind of our whole philosophy is the exercises themselves don't really change. It's how we manipulate volume and intensity more than anything else. You know, so, um, you know, the Texas method allows it has an intensity day, which allows the trainee to go a little heavier than they had gone before. So they're kind of their first exposure into, you know, one rep maxes, two, three rep maxes, that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, basically uh, basically not all that much different from the novice program in its basic structure. It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, full body routine, squatting three days a week, you know, bench pressing or pressing three days a week, you know, some kind of pull off the floor two or three days a week, you know, power clean, snatch, deadlift, something like that. So very, very basic and fundamental, just manipulated um, for that person now who can only progress once a week as opposed to three times a week, which is the novice in the novice program, you're, you're setting a new record for yourself, you know, basically every other day. So three times a week, whereas in now at the intermediate level, you're, you're only able to produce a peak for yourself about once a week. Okay. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's easier, definitely easier to explain when you've got the thing on paper in front of you, but that's kind of a quick snapshot of, of, of kind of how it works. And then, you know, we've got, um, we, we, we rewrote, um, the, uh, a very popular routine called the heavy light medium routine, which if, if, if your listeners are familiar with Bill Starr, yes. um, you know, that was, that was the original kind of basic barbell program that he had, uh, in, in his original writings was the old heavy light medium system. And so we did some, we did some updates on that as well. And Mark was a student of Bill Starr. So I guess right. we kind of indirectly had his permission. Right, right. Awesome. How many programs are, are in the book, would you say? Man, I don't know I mean, exactly. There's, yeah. there's dozens of them, though. I mean, there's probably, you know, on the, just on the Texas method alone, there's probably 
five, six, seven different iterations of the just the Texas method alone. And that's that's one of only like four or five intermediate programs. So yeah. Um, you know, I I bet you there's there's a lot. I mean, yeah, there's, 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 I didn't know there's, if you knew there's, exactly, there's a but a bunch yeah, of there's... the intermediate and we we added a bunch into the advanced section as well. Uh we, we there's some strongman programs in there, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting. Uh we've got programs in there for um programming around competitive sports. Um I use kind of my background on working with some MMA guys to write up some programs for, you know, as an example of 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 how you might set up a strength program around a sport that required a lot of, you know, real heavy conditioning outside of the gym. Um, you know, cause that's, that's something that, that needed to be addressed as well. It's, it's one thing to just, if all your focus and energy needs to be on lifting weights, but what about the guy that's trying to lift weights to improve his sport? You know, he's still got to run, he's still got to go to practice, you know, he's still got to do all the stuff that his, you know, um, that are involved with getting better, um, at whatever his given sport is. And so we, we wrote up some more detailed programs on that as well. Right. Awesome. Tons and tons of programs in there, without a doubt. So, where do you recommend people go to uh, get uh, practical programming third edition? Well, I, the only two places I know of, uh, you know, almost everybody's buying it off Amazon right now. And I want to say that it, like last week, I think it just came out on Kindle. Um, now, to be honest, I, I recommend the paper version because it has there's so many detailed programs in there that that are laid out like in spreadsheet format. Yeah. And to me, it's just a little bit of an easier read when you've got it, when you can lay it out, kind of, you can open the book in front of you rather than on the e-reader, but it's, it's on, uh, it's on Amazon. And then I, you can buy it right off of Mark's site on startingstrength.com. You can buy it there as well. All right. And I recommend the, the physical book as well. I mean, this is definitely because it's so, again, such a comprehensive book and, uh, with all the programming and things like that, it's, I wouldn't recommend it on the Kindle at yeah, all. It's, myself. it's a reference book. It's yeah. a re- to be yeah. honest, it's a reference book that oh, should yeah. be in your gym bag. Absolutely, you know that's a better way to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple couple other questions, um, but uh, what are some of the other training implements that you use in combination with uh, the barbell? Um, I do a lot of uh, well, we use we use dumbbells. Um, you know, there's certain there's you know I'm not anti um, not anti everything else as much as I am pro barbell. But, you know, as the as the um, as the lifter evolves and again, it, it all depends on the direction of his training. And that's why goals are so important, um, depending on where the direction he's going to take his training. You know, if, if a guy wants to get bigger and add, you know, just muscular body weight to improve his physique, um, definitely I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, a, a lot of the kind of the dumbbell variations of, of certain lifts can help with that. Um, you know, I use, I use machines here in the gym, a few of them, you know, I've got a lap pull and some seated rows and things like that, um, that, that can work well, that go in conjunction with the barbell. Um, I do a lot of body weight training for conditioning, you know, uh, that fits in well, uh, with the barbell exercises. Um, I do use, uh, I use kettlebells for conditioning. I've got concept twos here in the gym that we use for conditioning. Um, and if the, the, the main, the primary tool that I like to use if I'm training, a, a you know, um, somebody who really, you know, like an MMA guy or something like that, who really has got to get in great shape. We'll do most of our conditioning on the prowler. Um, which I think, you know, most people I think are familiar with, with the prowler, but it's basically a sled that you push. And I mean, there's just very little you can do. That's as hard as the prowler. Yeah. And because it's, you know, a concentric only movement, it, it generates very little soreness. And so it doesn't interfere with your strength work. 
Right. Um, and that's, that's kind of, that's a hard thing to do sometimes with some of the conditioning modalities. That's one of my problems, like with some of the CrossFit stuff is, you know, does it work to get you in better condition? Sure. But it also has, can have, depending on what it is, can have a hugely negative carryover to your strength training, um, just cause it beats you up so much. And so if you're not smart and intelligent about how you program that stuff, you know, your, your conditioning may improve, but your strength starts to go backwards. Um, and the, the prowler kind of, eliminates that and i've i've never seen anybody that got on the prowler for the first time and thought it was easy yeah Yeah. so it's uh it's a brutal piece of equipment but at the same time it's very easy to recover from so a lot of barbell training a little bit of body weight training and a lot on the prowler that those are probably my big three okay uh so what, what would be your ratio of strength to conditioning for the general population, not, not so much for the MMA guys. Cause you know, they're, you know, right. their focus is going to be more conditioning there, right. but for the general um, person that comes into your gym, what, what's the balance for, for the, for the, for the novice, for the, for the person that comes in, that's completely deconditioned that hasn't, you know, that's, you know, say 50 years old and, you know, hasn't done anything since their twenties. Um, it's almost all strength work you know, at the beginning, uh, you know, conditioning might be limited to just once a week, twice a week at most. And it would be, it'd be fairly low intensity because at that point, I don't want to do anything that's going to interfere with just getting them stronger. Um, and you know, for the person that's trying to lose fat or whatever, you know, the most important thing they can do is, is, is add more muscle mass to their frame. And most people that come in that are novices just lack muscle mass severely. So first thing we're trying to do is get strong, um, you know, add more muscle and whatever, you know, excessive amounts of conditioning can slow that process down and we want we want that process to go as fast as it as it can now as the person um you know grows stronger and 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 kind of exhausts that initial novice stage then we start looking at okay what are your reasons for training is it just general health or is it sports you know and you know conditioning will start to become more of a factor as they want to be able to use the strength that they've gained in an effective way um, I mean, we all know people that are really, really, really strong, but that, you know, get out of breath when they bend over to tie their shoes or, you know, go get their mail. So that's, that's definitely not the, not the point of, you know, a place like mine that focuses on strength. It's not, we're not anti-conditioning. We're just strength first. Right. Right. So, and then as, you know, as a person gets stronger, then you start, you can start, you know, um, kind of introducing a little bit more of that conditioning work, you know, as far as a, a direct, you know, a direct, uh, you know, amount, I'd say, you know, I, I think somebody that's, you know, who are we talking about? Just a member of the general public. Yeah. You know, that's just, yep. yeah, it's, you know, two or three days a week of barbell training combined with, you know, probably two days a week of conditioning is about right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't okay. think you need much more than that unless you're, um, you know, training for some sort of specific event and that still gives you a couple of days off, which is going to be important to recover. Right. And then, like you said, it's all going to vary on what the individual's goals are. I mean, then that, exactly. that's going to dictate. That's going to evolve over time. Yeah. You know? All right, Andy. So your website is bakerstrengthcoaching.com. Do you want to tell listeners about uh, your website and what they'll, they'll find there? Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's my own personal blog, right? You know, I go to put my own thoughts on, you know, on, uh, on barbell training and, you know, athletic preparation and, um, that sort of thing. I, that's just my, my place. And I've, I've written a bunch of articles there that, you know, I, I hope are useful to people. Whenever I write a blog post or an article on there, I always, I always try to make it as practical as humanly possible. And I, I want that person to walk away after reading an article that I wrote to be able to say, you know, what I read today, I can implement in my training tomorrow. 
you know, right. so I want it to be very real, you know, um, not just not just conceptual theory sure. or opinion, but, you know, kind of nuts and bolts stuff that can be implemented into people's training. So there's, you know, I try to keep it diverse. There's, you know, it's all strength based barbell, um, you know, barbell based um, material. But um, I, tr- I try to make it very accessible to the reader that stuff they can use today. Fantastic. Any other uh, contact information or the, the website's the best way to uh, track you down? Yeah, bakerstrengthcoaching.com. Um, I also run the, um, I run the programming forum on startingstrength.com. So if you go to startingstrength.com and go to the forums, uh, you can scroll down and it'll say uh, programming hosted by uh, Andy Baker of Kingwood Strength and Conditioning. And I, I do a Q&A on there where people can uh, ask me questions about you know, basically anything in practical programming or anything programming related, uh, to barbell training. So you can hit me up for questions there. Um, I, I try to keep up to date on the comments section on my blog. Uh, if you've got questions about any of the articles that I've written and then, um, I'm a, I'm a pretty, pretty cool guy. So pretty, pretty easy going. So if, if somebody yeah. wants to shoot me an email directly from my website, that's fine. I, I try to respond to everybody and, um, you know, can't guarantee you how long the response will be, but I try to respond to everybody and point you in the right direction. Well, very cool. Well, I wanted to bring you on because, uh, again, I have the third edition of Practical uh, Programming. It's an awesome book, awesome book, uh, loaded with uh, programs and great content. So I highly recommend uh, getting the book. Um, I'll have the links for everything that we talked about in the show notes for this episode. Um, on the uh, ordellatraining.com website. And the, the famous last question is, so a listener that's gone through and they've listened to this whole interview, what's the one big action you can tell them to do after listening to this session? If you don't know the lifts, go learn the lifts. Again, it's like, you know, yeah. before you get on, before you take that road trip, learn how to operate the car. So go learn the lifts first. If you've already been, if you've already been taught the lifts, if you feel confident, uh, that you, that you know how to do everything, set a goal and a date for yourself. Um, you know, whether it's signing up for a competition, you know, at a, a, you know, at a local meet, or if it's just, you know, setting a date, um, you know, to go test some lifts in your garage, but get your, get your training into focus, set some goals for yourself, enter a competition. Um, and those two things right there will, will fix your training. So fantastic advice. Really appreciate it. This has been a great talk and, uh, Check out uh, BakerStrengthCoaching.com. Andy Baker, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You got it. All right. Well, a big thanks to Andy Baker for coming on the show and sharing his great insight and knowledge around strength training, barbell training, and telling us all about the third edition of Practical Programming. Again, I have the book, as I mentioned a couple of times, and it is a great resource uh, for beginners through advanced Mark's books are really outstanding and I recommend them all. I have them all and they're really, really great additions to your strength training library. So you can check out the show notes for episode 60 on ardellatraining.com. I'll have links uh, for the resources that we discussed in the show and definitely stay tuned for the podcast. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. I have some amazing guests and topics coming in the future. It's going to really get uh, pretty crazy Uh, on the podcast here with some of the people that are coming on the show. So I know you're going to enjoy it. So thank you for listening. Um, And one final thing I will announce on this show when the new podcast goes live. As I mentioned on the last podcast, I have a new podcast coming called Scientific Strength, which is going to be dedicated to the science 
and practical application of strength and conditioning. So I will announce on this show when that new podcast goes live. So that does it. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll see you next week on the Ardella Training Podcast. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Ardella Training Podcast. Go to ardellatraining.com right now to join Scott's tribe of passionate fitness enthusiasts. Get valuable updates and resources that will help you take it to the next level. Train strong. We'll catch you next time on the Ardella Training Podcast.